In the year to left, backing up Bautista, all the way to the wall. See you later. Wow, Tristan Casas has homered in his second AAA at bat. That was impressive. Ryan Fitzgerald. He really only needs Fitzy. five letters in his name. Fitzy! To induce those grounders. Swing and a miss for strike three. Second punch out for Brian Bayo. Yo one is hit high and deep. Back into right center field. Forget about it. Off the scoreboard. He hit himself. He hit his pitcher on the scoreboard. A two-run shot for Vanellis, and it's two. Red Sox Nation understands that our goal is winning. It's winning over a long period of time, and sometimes that requires difficult decisions in the moment, but we always have to keep our eye on that ball of making this team as good as possible for as long as possible. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, we appreciate it. Um, you're the second Red Sox um, draftee that we've had. We had Dalton Rogers. Uh, I want to say maybe, what, three weeks back, Jamie? Maybe about a month so um so it's kind of cool just to kind of get his perspective on how the draft went and how the whole thing so i guess before i kick it to andrew just kind of want to get you know your overall feeling now that you're a member of the red sox organization what's it been like the last handful of weeks oh nice handful of weeks have been crazy honestly i think the keyword for me was opportunity and then got it and just ended up with like a great organization like the red sox i was just super excited to get started and actually, uh, and one of the reasons why I uh, reached out to you, I'm, I'm a Mizzou guy myself. I, uh, so I, I was telling you, uh, Derek, your agent, I said, Hey, like, uh, I went to Mizzou and I live in Boston. Like I, um, obviously I'm from here, big Red Sox guy. So I was, uh, I was like, it kind of was a good fit. It's like, first we had Tanner Houck obviously come. Um, and I actually went to high school. I, played against him actually in high school, which is bizarre, but, uh, grew up outside of St. Louis in high school. Um, so to see another Mizzou guy, I loved it. Um, and so I knew that, uh, I don't know, I know some of the things from your time there. So I kind of was curious too, like, how does a guy from Quebec land in at mineral area college? Oh, that was, uh, that was crazy. So basically, uh, did my high school in Quebec, Canada. And then I would say like, after like three years of travel ball, my like last year before like moving to Juco, that's kind of like discussions kind of started. So, um, it went through a field level prospect. So it was mostly like online, uh, did a few tournaments up been there in Florida and uh, just had a call with uh, Coach Thompson, who's still the recruiting coordinator for Mineral College. And things went fast. I think it took like three weeks of discussions. And then I was like, all right, let's take the opportunity. And then I'm glad I did as of today. So, yeah, no kidding. I've, uh, I, oh, I was living in Missouri, obviously, for a while. I was uh, in Columbia and I lived outside St. Louis for a bit too. So um, I'm telling you, I've never once there's a good hiking spot right south um, Farmington or uh, Frederickstown um, that we've been to. So we kind of drove, I've drove through Park Hills before. There's, it didn't seem like there was anything there. Like how was that town compared? I mean, obviously you know how Columbia was. So like what, what was there to do in Park Hills? Honestly in Park Hills, there wasn't much to do, but like, I think it was the perfect fit as like getting into a small town 
it was really small just getting to know like everyone at school and uh honestly just small town was way easier to kind of face that cultural shock that I had to do like my first year so no honestly it was it was a great place loved it and then really different than Colombia of course yeah that kind of leads me uh to Colombia um how did that come up uh, obviously I know it's not how I don't know how far of a drive it is from Park Hills I know it's not too far but how did that come up on you uh transitioning from uh, mineral area college to uh, Mizzou so yeah the transition went pretty good honestly I think just having my two years here in the U.S. kind of like figuring out like who I was and everything then moving it was just like I saw it as a continuity as like just just keep going and then just being at uh, Mizzou was way bigger like it looks like professional honestly it felt like I was professional baseball and everything so just getting my baggage of experience in mineral uh, area college and then just transferring to uh to mizzou was a perfect fit yeah i um i've spent some time around the uh the field because i've always thought it was so cool like when you know i grew up kind of close to tanner like i was saying and um you know he was there at the same time i was so it was so cool like you know him and his i kind of was in the same age group as his sister so we used to go up to the field all the time we were um you know some of the few in the stands sometimes especially in some of the blowouts years ago so um but you got to play for a guy that i actually uh, got to meet he was uh he was a, out of st louis um your, your old pitching coach uh Coach Brian is what I what I call him, but um, what kind of impact did he have? I mean, it's when he when he well, for the people that don't know Mizzou history, obviously, but um, Brian DeLunis was uh, the pitching coach of Mizzou who had passed away. Uh, he had battled with uh, kidney cancer, I, I think it was. But um, whenever he passed, I saw almost every single news publication post something just. Uh, just amazing out like outpour of just this guy was the greatest guy ever so can you kind of talk about maybe like how he was as pitching coach and oh yeah no no doubt he was a really big impact for me I know I've only spent like that first semester with him uh but it was just it was just crazy how kind of like the level of like professionalism that he brought to the guys on his first day here was just crazy we could feel like just a shift in mentality right away and I think I learned a lot from his mentality I know it was a lot based on like his past three four years and like the major league level and everything but it was just it was just so nice to have him there for uh just to grow as a as a player and as a person too well respected everything I have so much respect for for Brian for everything it taught me I think just mentality and I can see it right now at uh, in Florida with the Red Sox. It kind of mentality of just attacking the zone. Uh, we talk a lot about like first pitch strike and everything. And, and I feel just everything he brought was uh, was perfect for for a pitcher's mentality. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, I met him once at a event in St. Louis. I forgot what he was his hometown. I think he was uh, forgot where he was from, but. Uh, my old roommate was from that hometown. So that somehow he had like, a connection to him and his family, but he was the nicest guy ever. Um, but yeah, I was going to say I, with the guys that have gone through the organization, um, I mean, we've 
we kind of have a claim for our pitching right now. I mean, you have guys in the majors, uh, P Fairbanks, uh, Tanner Houck, uh, Kyle Gibson, and obviously Max Scherzer, uh, to just name a few. That's a pretty big one. Uh, <laughs> does that have like any, does that like kind of stick with you at all that like, Hey, like I have some big shoes to kind of come after like some of the Mizzou guys. And even recently, I feel like I was going through some of the recent draft picks. I'm like, Holy cow. There's been a lot of pitchers coming out of there lately. Oh, no doubt. I know they're, they're great. Like role models is like following, but it's not really following their footsteps is like, I'm trying to be Nathan Landry. So yes, I'm going to take from like all of those pitchers, but I don't want to be like one of them. Like I want to be great by my own way. And I think just having these guys, like you name, uh, I know we met um, Peter Furbanks. Uh, he went, uh, I think it was like right after Christmas break, right before his spring training. And he kind of spent like a, a day with us and just following his routine and seeing like how pro like prepare for their, their outing prepares for everything. Uh, it was really good. So pick up a few of those uh, routine or mindsets, but really sticking to being me and why I had success in these like past years and kind of following in that idea. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I know we're, we're definitely interested on the, you know, the journey after Mizzou. I, I just had to, get some Mizzou stuff in there. Cause uh, I don't know. It's like, it's not every day. Like a Mizzou, like I said, it's like, it's just you and Tanner right now for Mizzou guys with the socks. So had to uh, get, did you have a, like a favorite spot in town? Like uh, at all? Uh, I was not, Maybe honestly, not bars, but yeah, just nah. overall, just, uh, overall. Honestly, overall restaurants. I love to eat. I, I used to always eat you know, Panda Express. That was, that was my go-to. It, it might be crazy. It was right next to uh Cause I live at uh, Broadway, uh, Broadway townhomes. That okay. area. Yeah. yeah. So I used to just walk over there, just get my Panda every, every weekend. And then now I was a happy man. Keep it simple. Did you ever go to uh booches at all? Not even. Yeah. Never went to booches. Okay. That's, yeah. uh, when it, maybe when you make a return sometime, you gotta go to booches. Yeah. It's cash only. Um, I used to live in Brookside, um, okay. right downtown. So it was like right down the street, you know, all the bars are kind of around it and everything, but um, you got to go. It's cash only. It's got like the best burgers like I've ever had, but fast food wise, it, tell me you've been to Zaxby's at least. Yeah, I've been to Zaxby's. Okay, yeah. cool. All yeah, right. All right. I, somebody <laughs> else can uh, take in here. I, I, I'm glad he's been to Zaxby's. That's my spot. I just want to know what, what's your go-to Chinese um, places when you go to Panda? Jamie's a Chinese food enthusiast up in the corner. There. I am. So, oh, I'll... yeah. Uh, orange chicken, no doubt, is one of three. That's And then I'll, I'll usually change a little bit, either like double orange chicken or just – I love to try like everything, but orange chicken is going to be there every single meal. That's that's for sure. Big, uh, big uh, rice, too. The fried rice, always. It's funny because I went – I was talking to Andrew earlier. I went to Kansas my freshman year, and there was – actually a Panda Express like in the student um like student hall and I think I went there like every Tuesday for the first three for the first semester um just getting lunch every day oh, yeah every time I feel that I feel that all right um so you said you've been down with the Florida Coast League have they have the Sox assigned you anywhere yet do you know when you're going to get an opportunity to to link on somewhere uh, not yet. We haven't heard much about that. I mean, pitchers, there's no one that touched them on yet as of in games. Uh, we started this week more like live ABs and stuff. So 
honestly, if I had a guess to take is like within the next two weeks, some people are going to get assigned. We don't know where yet. Uh, I know we're in the playoffs right now with the FCL. So uh, the season ends on August 23rd. And then there might be some guys sticking here, might be some guys finishing the season in low AI. But uh, as of now, we just started this week, the live AB. So I think might be two live uh, ABs before getting to games. What do you got? Yeah, I just had some draft questions for you. Um, the first one was, what was that process like, you know, kind of the weeks leading up to the draft and then, you know, as it um, developed? Uh, the process uh, was uh, special for me. I mean, I talked a lot about the keyword opportunity for me. So I wasn't expecting anything much for like, like I had that mindset of like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But uh, no, honestly, I was at home, just same routine workouts, uh, throwing everything. And then I had that call at the beginning of the 15th round. And then that's kind of when, because I knew Boston drafted like late and I had a lot of conversation with uh, uh, one of the scouts for, for Boston. And then I knew it was kind of probably going to happen, but I knew I didn't know it was going to happen like right away in the 15th. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard much in the first like two days or anything. It was really on that third day in the 15th that I heard from the Red Sox. Friends and family that night? Uh, yeah, it was with, uh, I was with my family. But uh, we were all doing like our things kind of like I, di I didn't want to stick in front of a computer just seeing that MLB draft tracker kind of go. So, yes, I had it open on the side, but I was still trying to find new activities a few times just watching a few of my Mizzou teammates getting drafted. And then, boom, and kind of went happened. And during that second one happened, it was just went crazy. Phones blowing up. Uh, no, it was uh, it was it was a great moment uh, for sure. And just kind of touched on that too. What was it like to share that, you know, with your, with your family, you know, they were kind of the ones that watched this whole process for you growing up. Was it just like to kind of share that with them? Oh, no doubt. It was, it was perfect. I mean, family's been there from day one. So just having to spend it with them was really key. Uh, no, I loved, I loved every second of it. And I know they made a ton of sacrifices for, for me. So just, uh, just seeing that happening was just, it's a big, big relief, but the work is just getting started. So no, I was excited, of course. Perfect. Yeah, those are most of my, my draft draft points. <laughs> you had mentioned before that um, you had some conversation with some Red Sox scouts. Um, what other teams showed interest in you? Uh, the other team, uh, had the two top teams that really talked to me was uh, Boston and Houston. So Boston and Houston were the like two teams showing more interest and then had a few talks, but nothing, uh, nothing more than that few exchange of tax information. But uh, the two teams had like Zoom calls with like more information were Boston and Houston. That's similar because when we talked to Dalton, too, he said the same thing. Houston was involved. I think he said the Angels were involved. It's just interesting to see what other teams, you know. Are on like the same page as what the Red Sox are trying to do with with the draft, uh, with that draft process. Um, so I, I, have a, I have a random one-off question though. You're from Canada. You end up playing baseball. Were you into hockey growing up? Oh yeah, I played hockey. I think that's the first sport I played hockey. I started baseball when I was 11 years old. So I started really late. Uh, played hockey all like at the beginning and finish high school and then I stopped last year of high school because uh it's kind of like when I had to make a decision like which one I'm going to pick up and then I did three years of uh 
post high school back in Quebec. And that's when I was more involved in, in baseball. And during that last year, that's when uh, I decided to move to the U.S. for baseball. But yeah, hockey, hockey all the way. Still love hockey, but I'm glad I, I stick to baseball. All right, this is a big question here. From Canada, you're from Quebec. What was your hockey team? Who's your team? Montreal you Canadiens. Yeah, no you doubt. can't ask that. <laughs> you, you knew it. You asked it, but you knew it. Well, I got a, a, like a spinoff, I guess, to that. Obviously, yeah. like I was going to ask, like you guys obviously hate Boston and hockey, but aren't the Red Sox the closest baseball team to Montreal? Yeah, no, no doubt uh, to Montreal. Even from my hometown, I mean, Boston is like six hours away and Toronto is like seven hours and a half eight ish so okay. yeah no boston's the closer team from my hometown so that's interesting yeah i mean i figure you're probably well growing up you were probably a blue jays guy well i guess an expos guy right yeah but uh expos were a little uh before me so oh, i mean i was more watching the, the jays <laughs> no you're you're good but no blue i mean blue jays yeah that's the team i watched the most i mean i remember like uh 2014 2015 like the the good years for the Blue Jays, but uh, actually, fun fact: first, first ever baseball game, first ever stadium I visited was Fenway Park. It was, uh, I think, it was um, high school. Was it the last year of high school? Kind of did a little, uh, little project with the, with the classroom or something, and then we ended up going to Boston for our, uh, how do you say, uh, vacation? Like at the last, uh, last week of. So I'll get together with like the last year of high school and everything. And we went to Boston and then we had like four or five guys that visited the stadium, Fenway Park. So now that was pretty, pretty nice. What did you think of Fenway when you saw it? Oh, it's you, you get you get in there and you can feel like all the history in there. It's crazy. I just fell in love with the stadium once I stepped like just around. It was uh, it was really nice. What's your excitement level this season for the Canadians? Just, you know, throw a little hockey in there. Made a couple of moves. It's a rebuilding process. I mean, it was tough to watch last year. I'll be pretty honest. It was tough. But uh, I think excited. There's a lot of, you know, there's new management, management team. uh, Marty St. Louis behind the – I watch him as a hockey player a lot. French-Canadian. So, now, of course, I think there's – like yes excitement because of the young guys but I think the one way we can see it is just see it as a process that's one way to see it just be patient with the kids and see how it goes I've always been a Brendan Gallagher fan I always felt like that's a dude yeah. that I see wearing a Bruins sweater someday probably will not happen but that was yeah. a guy that I kind of held out hopes for that um that played for Montreal that I would like to see here in Boston but you know uh, Oh, no doubt. I could say the same for Brad Marchand. I mean, kind of guy that you hate playing against, but you love on your team. So, yeah, I just I just wish uh, Brendan Gallagher could score 100 points like Marchand does. But, yeah. <laughs> Marchand's going to miss some time. He had that double double surgery in the offseason. Yeah. And you're probably not going to see him until maybe after, what, January maybe we're, we're probably looking at. So, um, yeah. I'll be a little tough go of it for the Bees to get the season going. But, Bergeron's back, David Krejci's back, so there is there is some excitement around here from the fan base, um, which I don't know if you know yet, but this is a very passionate fan base. This is a- oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you, have you um, have you 
I guess you really haven't had like the chance yet to like interact, I guess, with much of the fan base yet. But I know uh, I was listening to one of the, I know he's like a little, oh, he was like a, well, Blaze Jordan was a little higher on, on the draft board, but um, he got absolutely just destroyed like day one, just by his inbox was flooded. Um, I'm guessing you probably haven't had like uh, that impact, like the um, just the droves yet. Oh, no, no doubt. Uh, I mean, uh, it's definitely not the same. I mean, I was I was back home, too. So, I mean, for Quebec, it was really big because we had three guys going in that draft, that entire oh, wow. draft. So, no, for, for that, like, Quebec is starting to get way better with uh, baseball involvement, kind of. So, no, there was big excitement on that side. I, I probably lived it differently. But just being like one of the three guys from Quebec, like being drafted, that was that was big for the province, no doubt. Yeah, I I, I actually would never have guessed because if yeah. you had to ask me which Canadian guy, like who's Canadian in the yeah. league right now, just off the top of my head, I can only think of Nick Pavetta. Um, yeah. And I'm sure I'm missing like a ton, but like obvious ones, but it's, <laughs> it is kind of cool that there's that, yeah. like you said, three in this draft, that's huge. Like that's, yeah. that's something that's um, like, I, I get excited too. Like whenever I'm like, like I said, when I'm seeing a bunch of names from a zoo now, it's like, cool. Cause you're starting to see like more and more and more. And um, cause I joined, I got to Mizzou like right after you, they switched the sec. And uh, when they were in the big 12 days, it's like, Oh, we just still cling on Scherzer. And, you know, we got, um, you know, Kyle Gibson's out floating around, but it's like nowadays we're like starting to get more and more. So, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I would have, would have never guessed that Quebec had three guys this year. That's, yeah. yeah. So when you were growing up, you're a left-hander, right? What, um, yeah. usually every player athlete, you have someone that you try to like emulate as you grow up, who is that for you? Like what pitcher was it for you that, um, you tried to model a little bit of your game after? I mean, I love the Clayton Kershaw. I've watched Clayton Kershaw in my life. And even even now, just as like the way he kind of like been dominating for years after years. I know in this game, it's tough to do with all the technology around getting to know pitchers before you see them. Uh, just a guy that's been evolving every year is adding a slider, kind of slider cutter because uh, he's been known for his curveball. But just finding ways every year to be dominant and he's faced a lot of adversity as like whenever they say he couldn't win in the playoffs and stuff and finally won. I think that shows a lot about his character and just what he had to face during his entire career. So that's a guy that I'll always look up to. You're uh, when you're on the mound, cause I'm looking at, I was looking at some different highlights of you thrown on the mound before you like do your delivery, like your demeanor, and with your being left-handed and um, you kind of remind me of like Cole Hamels, just in like your facial features. And then when you go to, you don't look, you know, you're not like Cole Hamels, but um, that's, I was just kind of curious as so, you know, again, like, you know, who you kind of modeled, you know, your style and game after a little bit. So um, Kershaw is not a bad, you know, not a bad person to, you know, look up to, but uh, you know, I would rather not see the Dodgers win again this year. So. No, no, you're good. <laughs> you're good. But uh, no, of course, I had this one time, though, someone told me I kind of look a little bit uh, like Cole Amos, just like everything before, not not this, not comparing the stuff or 
just on behaviors and stuff. So yeah, no, I'll, I'll take it. That's a great, great picture to be compared to. So it's, you can definitely see it when, like when, before you go to like delivery, like you're standing on the mound, when you go to deliver, you don't, you know, obviously it's different. Yeah. You had that similar. I was, um, it's kind of like tripping me out because Hamill's, you know, another dude that had a lengthy career. Um, I think he's trying to make a comeback again. Um, that's another guy that I wish the Red Sox would have pulled the trigger on and, and acquired a few years back and, and gave up some of the uh, beloved prospects um, to go and grab him. But unfortunately, the Sox ended up pulling the trigger to uh, to land Cole Hamels. Yo, I think we were pretty close of getting Hamels at one point. They were throwing that out. That would have been awesome to have him dominating for years. But who knows how that would have turned out. Um, so I, I do have uh, just one, one more question for you, from me at least. Um, what are you really working on? Uh, I, I know, obviously, with you being down following the FCL team, like what – what type of things are you working on with your game? I know you obviously just started uh, getting into things, but what are you going to, what's your kind of like your goals right now um, while you're down there? As my uh, short-term goals right now, I think the main thing is definitely raising the floor on all my pitches. Can um, kind of talk to a little bit to uh, the pitching coordinators, kind of the staff around here. And like, you don't want to change that stuff too much yet. I mean, it's really kind of like taking all the information I can and raising the floor in those pitches. Uh, we started to have more intensity in the past two weeks. So uh, I think that's really the, the main focus right now for my game. What's that? Oh, do you want to go first? I was going to ask like a random, like, if you want to stick to baseball, stick to baseball. I was going to ask something off topic. Yeah. I guess my last one would be, if you could pick kind of like one memory from your college career, what would be your favorite or the one that sticks out the most to you? Oh, I got, I got a ton of memories. Uh, it's, I have so much to it, uh, Mizzou, but I would say, I mean, first, first outing at Juco is definitely one of them. Uh, it was like a crazy, crazy weekend. Uh, they were really good the past year. I don't know if you know a little bit about Jeffco Crowder and they were, like Mineria College was getting up there with them. Uh, and then first weekend we do out of conference game and ended up like, it was like a close game it was my first start. And then my first, first uh, college appearances gave up a walk-off grand slam because I came back in the seventh because we took the lead in the sixth. So came back in the seventh, having a little trouble up in there and then gave up, yeah, a grand, a grand slam. So I would say that, that maybe made me who I am as like being more uh, competitive and taking one pitch at a time and nothing for granted. But uh, I found one hand on the positive one. I mean, playing at Tennessee last year was crazy. They had a, they had a great atmosphere going on. I pitched three great innings. They didn't give up a, a single hit then. And we slowly came back during our game on Sunday, but unfortunately we didn't win, but it was like four to one pitched three innings, then ended up losing four to three with the tying run 90 feet away with just the fans everywhere around, like, you know, you're on the mound, you're in your bubble and everything. You can still like hear a few things, but just pitching in the atmosphere was just awesome. All right, what's something random that Red Sox fans can learn about you that they can't go and like dig up on like an Instagram or anything like that? Oh, that's, that's a good one. Cause usually I would say like, of course, part of me is French Canadian. So hear a few words there or, like a few pronunciation that are not as good as because my first language is French. I mean, my first, first month in the U S I probably spoke, I would say four or five sentences. Cause I was just wow. overmatched, overmatched with the language and everything. 
So that was uh, that was a big barrier to face my my first month. But I'm uh, I'm trying to think. That's a great one. Never never anyone asked me that question. But uh, that's that's the first thing that came out to my mind. I'm trying to think, but I have uh, nothing to say right now. That's crazy. You caught me off guard. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> well, as uh, we kind of wind this down, um, you know, obviously congratulations on getting drafted by the Red Sox. It's a you know, really awesome opportunity. It's like I was mentioning a little bit earlier. Uh, we have a very passionate fan base, um, you know, obviously wanted to see nothing but winning the major league club. Doesn't look like that they're going to get into the postseason. It's uh, they're a little bit of a struggle right now. Drop the last, you know, two to Atlanta, but they got Baltimore tonight in that quick little one-game series. We'll see what happens there. Um, you get any opportunity to, you know, speak to any like the players or like anybody reach out in that respect or? Uh, you mean players from the Major League Baseball? Uh, not or really even the minors too, like anybody. No, I know uh, there's a lot of uh, guys. Uh, we're more hanging out with the rehab guys. I mean. Uh, in FCL, there's that big group of like the draft class right now. We know uh, a few guys starting to go to low A. Our two college hitters are in low A right now, but uh, position players starting this week, uh, the high school guys. But uh, we haven't been around a lot of the minor leaguers yet. I mean, we're following the FCL team. I know guys like uh, Nunez in the FCL has been pretty, pretty close to us trying to help us. And then just guys on rehab like Blaylock, Litwicky uh, have been uh, – I've been around and I know uh, we've seen uh, Paxton and uh, Taylor doing their thing around here down rehab. Uh, we haven't talked much about them. They're just kind of doing their thing uh, to, to get back on the mound as soon as possible. But yeah, that's, those have been the, the, the guys that have been around us right now. All right. Well, we, like I said, we appreciate you coming on uh, in, in, this is the, sixth episode with the Sox Picks prog, uh, podcast. We have another one called Obstructive View. Um, so it's been pretty cool with uh, starting this journey out with podcasting and talked to a lot of prospects. Uh, you guys have just been drafted. So we appreciate you taking some time out of your afternoon. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything else before we close this thing down? Oh, well, uh, we'll, we'll probably reach back out to you after uh, the season's over and everything and, and the off season, maybe try to get you back on, see how everything turned out, you know, wherever you go. And um, yeah. And then think about the answer to Chris's question. That's that kind of put me in a, a little loop too. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, we'd love to have you back sometime, maybe after the season, see how everything went. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate my time here and hopefully see you guys soon. Thank you for checking out the latest episode of the Sox Specs Red Sox podcast brought to you by Beyond the Monster. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and type in Beyond the Monster and you'll get all of our latest podcasts that have dropped under one banner. Also go to beyondthemonster.substack.com and get all of our latest content that drops daily.